It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Welcome back to the October Halloween edition of the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com podcast. I'm your host and webmaster of the site, Brad Douglas. As always, our show is brought to you by MailOrderComics.com. And just a click away from being your monthly supplier of comics, they offer standard discounts from 38 to 75% off the cover price of new comics. They've been in business for over 10 years and are a leader in serving comic fans' needs. Again, that's MailOrderComics.com. It's where the Crawlspace staff orders their books. So be sure to check them out. All right, gang, that's enough of the intros. Let's introduce the staff. First off, it's our Halloween edition, so let's introduce our scariest member of the staff. No, it's not JR. Let's do Morbius. Morbius, welcome. <laughs> Hello, folks, and just so you all know, we've been warming up here for about 35 minutes now, just yeah. waiting for Spidey Dude. From there you go. And, of course, from SpideyKicksButt.com, JR, not our scariest member of the show. Well, but certainly the oldest, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone, and let's give it up for the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. Oh, I hear crickets. Anyway, uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course. Sports on a comic book podcast, man. There you Sorry. go. <laughs> and Spidey Dude from the soon-to-be-relaunch, SpideyDude.com. Now, you haven't lost a domain name, have you? Because the site's down. No, I have not. Uh, it, it's right now, I, I'm supposed to hear back to easy this week. Uh-huh. By getting it unblocked, and uh, once that happens, then we're going to go with Nexus, and it's going to be downhill from there. There you so, go. So, and I'll be a, we'll be announcing I think next month uh, the co-contributor of the site, <laughs> but I don't want to announce it just yet. So, cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, and uh, I apologize on behalf of everyone for being fashionably late. Uh, <laughs> I figure I'd be the celebrity in the group. Yeah. And yes, I was stuffing my face, which is insulting. In case you were listening, more uh, Spidey Dude was about half an hour late, but we're not going. We're going to take it out on him later. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about our first topic. It's been uh, at least August since we've all been together. We had uh, that awesome interview with John Romita Jr. Thank you to the fans, by the way. That was the most downloaded show. I mean, a lot of people listened to that one. So um, he was a great oh, yeah. guy. Did you guys enjoy Romita Jr.? Oh yeah, yeah. Great podcast. Great interview. Yeah, Jr. Yeah. Did you like Jr. Jr.? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I, especially well, liked, I, I especially liked his perspective on crime and punishment. There you uh, it, it, uh, it mirrored my own, actually. So. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk. And I, I'm sitting oh, I'm here sorry. whimpering and crying and sobbing uncontrollably because I couldn't be a part of that podcast. I know. So. But I was so sad. That was, a, that was a fun one. But let's start off with our topics. We're going to tackle the ending of Back in Black. It finally wrapped up. Uh, the king, Kingpin pretty much got his ass handed to him. And also, one of the last issues was uh, the confrontation between Spider-Man and Jameson. After all these years of selling pictures to him, of him dressed in a suit, they finally had a confrontation. And again, that was a Spider-Man, a Spidey Dude suggestion. 
in the January podcast to Peter David. So, little little uh, birdie was whispering in his ear for that one. Spidey dude, what do you think of that issue? Well, I enjoyed it immensely. I, I, yeah. And uh, I think it was done. I don't think anybody else could have done it but Peter David yeah. out of the three writers. Uh, he did a fabulous job. A dog. Are you? Are you? Is, who's in the pound? What is that? <laughs> uh, I, someone has just. Uh, hang on. Go ahead with your conversation. I'll be right back. <laughs> that is classic. Uh, go ahead, Spuddy dude. You can't top it. <laughs> okay. Woo. Okay. Yeah. There's a conspiracy uh, to break you of your concentration. <laughs> who's screwed, yeah, coach? My gosh. Okay, go uh, ahead, Spuddy dude. What do you think of Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought it was a beagle for a second there. I thought Brad. No, that's not my dog, man. That, like that's a pack. Of, that's a pack of beagles. Oh, God. <laughs> not okay, what you yeah. think of the breed of the dog. What do you think, <laughs> Jameson? Uh, oh, I'm back. Oh. <laughs> it was a political solic- It was a political solicitor at the door. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I, I wanted to, str- it's like, you know, I'm talking Spider-Man on the phone. I don't have any time for you. Yeah, and the dog wasn't very happy with him either, so. Oh, man. Oh. we got Texas and Ace Ventura on the podcast. Oh, go ahead, Spidey dude. <laughs> if you can. <laughs> Okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, about Jameson. Yeah. 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 It was, it was good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I got, I got to give, uh, Peter David a lot of credit. He, uh, yeah. he, he, <laughs> 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 sorry. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to edit this part out seriously because people are going to be tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is that laughing? Because that's what I find funny. Oh, my sights are hurting, man. Oh, wow. Anyway, I want to give you a beer. Maybe it'll calm me down. Oh. Okay. Uh, Jameson, one yeah. more time. Take three. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to have to edit about 20 minutes of me cracking up. That was funny. <laughs> oh. That was great stuff. JR, are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, and so you know, you're JR laughing. It's like JR is just being real quiet. He's like, I know. Yeah, well. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, anyway, Jameson, where were we? Oh, okay. yes. Uh, Jameson, I think the way he was portrayed in the book, and I was a little skeptical when when, when it first, the storyline first started when he fired Robbie, but it made total sense, and Peter was able to read him like a like a book. Right. And I, I felt like it was extremely well executed, and, and uh, I got to give I got to give Peter David Matt props, and uh, and the spider didn't look like a bat. That was that was kind of a plus too. That's kind of a shout out to Sam Kirby. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. I, I love the I love the last uh, panel of it where he says that effing Spider Man. I mean, that was like a great way to just cap that book off. That was really cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Jared, I, I kind of wish. Oh, go ahead. I kind of wish they would have, you know, went ahead with amazing, amazing, amazing in one more day. And yeah. That'd be the send-off to Friendly Neighborhood. But anyway, okay. Jared, what did you think of the book? Well, or, I was a little or, disappointed. Um, yeah. I guess, I guess only because 
there really would, would have been so much ground to cover uh, in yeah. the relationship over 40 years, and the big climax is, is Peter letting Jonah punch him. You know, I just expected, you know, something not so physical, but more more um, philosophical, you know, going mm-hmm. back to, you know, their differences as people and, and why they each behaved the way they did and, you know, what they were <clears> thinking <throat> at certain times and, yeah. you know, and, and just, you know, there were so many incidents they could have uh, plucked from there, you know, and when either one of them could have said, do you remember the time that you did this? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was kind of what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, so I was a little, I was a little, a little bit underwhelmed, but you know, he only had what, you know, he only had one issue to write it. So yeah, I was thinking that, you know, that might have made a good annual story where he had more time to flush it out. Maybe that could have been in place of the, uh, the Sandman story for the friendly neighborhood. But yeah, more. What'd you think about it? Well, um, it was the first friendly neighborhood Spider-Man issue I had bought in months and months and months. Yeah, I had to because it was inspired by our podcast. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I, I found it to be a huge letdown. Um, mm. It just it didn't seem to cover any of the stuff we were all really looking forward to, and the first you know showdown between Peter and James. And I think that's the problem too. Was that it just seemed like a showdown with this God? I'm sick of the angry Peter Parker hit me. Yeah. That just I don't know. I didn't find it to be a very satisfying issue at all for what it was supposed to be, and I don't think it needed to be exercised really. It's a one shot mm-hmm. story. I mean, you basically have twenty two pages where you only really need to do one scene. Right. So that should have been enough. Just the way it was framed and the way it was carried out, it just didn't satisfy any of my expectations. What did you think of black and black back and black overall? I've I've been bored by Spider Man for over a year now because of all the delays we've mm-hmm. just been it was i thought the first issue started off pretty well and then it's just been hitting the same beat over and over and over and over and over again and yeah. you were talking about the ending of back in black and i mm-hmm. say what ending because yeah. <laughs> i just read one more day part one before we started this podcast and i mm-hmm. still see the same beats being hit and i'm just yeah. so sick of it and at this point They've carried Peter Parker into such a direction that's not Peter Parker that they're going to have to do some big cosmic piece of crap to turn him back into what he should be for Brand New Day. Big cosmic turd, huh? Yep. Uh, (laughs) JR, what would you think of the Back in Black overall? Uh, Well, since my dog has already spoken up, I'll... uh, She liked the political solicitor better than she liked uh, Back in Black. Um, That's classic. but since she's but since she's busy right now, uh, I I just I I have to I have to echo what's been said. I mean, it was a snoozer. The the issue with the kingpin was was great. Uh, it was uh, I thought it was a classic, um, you know. And I I uh, it's something that was long in coming because really there shouldn't be very many people that can should, can stand toe to toe with Spider Man anyway. Right. And I, actually, I think we have a question on the message board that. Uh, Kind of addresses that issue, but yeah. but the rest of it is just the same. You know, the same thing. Oh my God, Aunt May's going to die. What am I going to do about Aunt May? Yeah. And uh, you know, not only did we see that several times in the, this story, we've seen that several times over the last forty years. And I just can't believe that they're making us pay three and now four dollars <throat> yeah. uh, for this crap. So yeah. What about you, Spidey dude? Thoughts on Back in Black? It's wrapped up. Overall. Overall. Yeah, it's like it, it's like donkey balls. Uh, to use the old <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was shockingly awful. 
I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna go on one. I mean, I really think that they had the potential to take it to a much deeper, much not not dark, but much more philosophical. From a philosophical standpoint, I felt like they completely underwhelmed and underperformed on this on this book, and I, I'm completely and utterly dissatisfied with the way it was written. Yeah. And to me, this book could have been it could have been a classic story. Mm-hmm. But to me, I just wish they would kill the old woman off. <laughs> I, I, nothing happened. It was six months of nothing happening, and I'm just like, just let her die. Yeah. I mean, John Mark the Math has handled uh, Aunt May's death. Yeah, it, it was it was in the background. It wasn't in the it wasn't in the foreground. It yeah. wasn't the central part of the story. And when she finally died, she died, and it mm-hmm. was good, and it was over with. And then they brought her back, and then. It just—that's yeah. why I just think one more day is about one more day with Aunt May. I hope it's one more day with Aunt May. Otherwise, I'm just—if uh, there's—if I'm mysteriously missing for for several years, um, <laughs> don't really come looking for me. Right. You're either at lunch or you're pissed off. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pissed off. Well, I'm pissed off. I'll probably go after. I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is going after uh, um, Joe Casada and, and yeah. uh, him, him going mysteriously missing too. <clears throat> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not gonna make any threats. I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, but, let's. Yeah, se- I felt underwhelmed. Yeah. Let's segue into one more day. So far, we've uh, read one part of it. And Jerry, um, what's your thoughts on it? I, I just got my box from mail order a couple weeks ago. And uh, what's your yeah, thought? Well, I, I didn't realize that uh, another story had actually started. I thought it was <laughs> a continuation of Back in Black. But yeah. the, the thing that's getting me is Peter is the, the way this is going. Peter is looking. Looking like a pathetic mama's boy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've lost a parent, <laughs> and it sucks. I mean, it really, yeah. really sucks. And I know that there's this added thing that she took a, a bullet that, you know, was meant for him. Mm-hmm. But he is really looking like a very, very sad person who can't live without his mommy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether I, I sure, certainly don't think that's their intention to make him look that way, but that's the way he's looking. Yeah. And if what everybody thinks is going to happen, he makes a deal with, quote-unquote, the devil, whoever that devil is. You know, for one, the devil never makes good deals. Mm-hmm. I mean, haven't you, if, if, if Peter's watched any episode of The Twilight Zone, you know, yeah. he, he would know that if you make a deal with the devil, yeah, May will survive, you know, a week and then get hit by a car. Right. I mean, that's how the devil operates. But just talk just, to Johnny Blaze with the ghost. <laughs> yeah, it's it's exactly exact. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. And uh, it's so he's just he's just looking sad and pathetic. And yeah. you know it's in you know if it comes down to choosing between his wife and her, um, you know I mean forget the like, the whole thing all the jokes about Mary Jane being smoking hot and everything. I mean this is just seems like a man who cannot get on with his life and who cannot mm. grow up. Yeah, and uh, I think it's a very pathetic portrayal of uh, of our superhero. Well, I think I think they're trying to play on the responsibility aspect of it. You know, he he was irresponsible with Uncle Ben. He's he was he's trying to take responsibility for a bullet that was aimed for Aunt May. I think that's what they're trying to play up. But well, they're doing it. They're, they, they, it's like a lot of things. The idea yeah. may be good, but the execution is not. Yeah. Good. More. What's your thoughts on one more day so far? I'm just so disappointed that I have to continually rag on these last Amazing Spider-Man issues for mm-hmm. Straczynski because I've been the man's biggest supporter 
on this board forever. I mean, mm-hmm. he's been my favorite Spider-Man writer, but he is just... It is obviously time for him to go, because it's not like he's lost his ability to write, it's just like he doesn't know what he's doing with this character anymore. Mm-hmm. Because he's taking him down a path that's just not right for him, and we're digging a hole and digging a hole and digging a hole that eventually, you know, Doctor Strange or Mephisto or somebody is going to have to get him out of, and... Um, I'm actually kind of worried, but you remember several years ago, Doctor Strange was guest starring in Amazing Spider-Man, and they kept making little caption boxes saying, for the rest of this story, see the upcoming Doctor Strange, I think it was The Other Side of Death, Right. that I'm, I promise I'm going to write. And he yeah. never wrote it. Right. And I noticed that the title of the next issue of One More Day is The Other Side of Darkness. Hmm. which is shockingly similar, and I'm worried that he's going to try to shoehorn his Doctor Strange story into this. Yeah. It's just all going to hell. And yeah. we've brought in the editor-in-chief to draw it, and he's mm-hmm. supposed to be this big event because he's the editor-in-chief, but he's a mediocre artist. Mm-hmm. And I think he does better than most people are giving him credit for, but he cannot draw Peter Parker's face to save his life. Yeah. I mean, it looks awful in every panel. Yeah. So it's just overall, this it's a continuation of Back in Black, a boring one, and a worrisome one. So I'm just, I'm not pleased at all. Spidey Dude, what's your thoughts on it? Completely and utterly underwhelmed. Yeah. When I read the book, I said, I actually, now granted, I'm going to disagree with Morbius. Surprise, surprise. Right. Take a shot. Uh, I actually. No, it's when you agree with me that you take a shot. Everybody <laughs> say so. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm just trying to get people, to get people drunk. It's okay. Uh, no, I, I'm going to say I I liked the first issue of One More Day. Mm-hmm. And this is shocking. And I I what I did was I totally blocked mental block out back in black because I thought I thought I thought it was weaker than um, since fast. I thought it was an inc- it was his weakest art to date. Mm. Um, yeah. I looked at it just as a new, as a fresh start, and I, I'm going to agree with Morbius. So now take a shot. Uh, <laughs> you can't draw Peter Parker's face to save his life. Yeah. I mean, you look at. I think we were all kind of worried when we saw the little headshots on on. Uh, I think from the neighborhood's cover. Mm-hmm. It was just really bad. It's really, really bad, and I, I don't. I don't like. Uh, uh, I like his. I like his Spider-Man. The one panel we've seen of it. Yeah, uh, in our hands, it looked really good, mm-hmm. but the rest of it is just crap. I, I was crap, gonna, crap, crap. I was gonna say pretty much the same thing. I, I think his faces are pretty bad because I remember his his run on Daredevil and his run on X Factor back with Peter David in the early nineties was pretty strong. I, I think he's a little rushed, uh, Cusada in the artwork department, if anything. But I think his Spider Man's strong. I like the the message board banner we have up right now where he's flying with the the mysterious red bird or whatever that's out there. But uh, I think he's just he's pulling himself thin. I think uh, Romita Jr. would have done a much better job visually if he wasn't on World War Hulk to do this book. But Yeah, I felt like it really should have been either John Romita Jr. or Mike Diodato Jr. to come back and yeah. do this to help cap off his run. Yeah. It would have made more sense. Another, another thing I want to add is the feeling of being ripped off 
paying mm-hmm. four bucks for this issue when all, when all you're getting for your extra dollar is a narrative that you could find on the internet, basically. Yeah. I mean, get a well, Wikipedia article in the back. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. Exactly, and and they're charging. Uh, that's just it, that's criminal. I mean, it's criminal. Mm-hmm. I well, agree. And and I mean, you got most of that in the. Uh, in the Spider-Man Encyclopedia. I mean, the majority yeah. of that was in, in the Spider-Man Encyclopedia. So. It was basically a cut and paste added to a few pages in the back. Let's charge him an extra yeah. buck. Yeah, I agree. You know, one thing I, I'll comment that hasn't been said yet is that what was the decision to go back to the red suit? I mean, he was yeah. he was <laughs> moody in the black suit for the longest time, and then this new art comes in. Oh, let me pull out the red suit today. What? What? Why did he stop wearing the black? I mean, what's up? Did anybody else get confused with that? It, uh, I didn't get confused. It just I thought they were going to make a little bit more effort to have the fact that it was nothing but a marketing ploy. Yeah. And as soon as the arc was over and yet the story was the same, mm-hmm. we have a different costume. Yeah. Jarrah, what would you think so of that? this whole thing about I'm dark and I'm wearing my dark yeah. costume is totally negated now. Yeah. Well, I, I tell you, this, uh, this period of time, it seems to me there's the biggest disconnect between all the titles, I mean, yeah. that, that there's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, you, usually when there are three or four titles, obviously you're going to have all kinds of little disconnects and stuff. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. But I, I just kind of get, you, you almost get the feeling that none of these are, stories are happening in the same universe. Yeah. You know, you've got what's going on in New Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you, know, he bar- you know, basically he barges in, and in one more day he's barging in on Strange, and they're, you know, I mean, the, but the, he's been hanging out there, for weeks on New Avengers, right. you know, and, and they're not they're not talking like together like they've been hanging out for you know this period of time. It's like a totally new thing, uh, you know. Then there's World War Hulk going on, <laughs> you know, and and I burn stole some of that just to see what was going on, and I think the Hulk's got him suspended in some kind of yeah. stasis or whatever with a bunch of other heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, New York's being destroyed by the Hulk, but <laughs> none, of the, none of that, you know, he's, he's ripped open the top of Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. you know, and he's got some gladiator games going on, mm-hmm. but uh, and he's beat the crap out of Iron Man, but now that's being reflected anywhere. It's just... Yeah. It's just this is just it's just a horrible disconnect, and, uh, yeah. and so I mean to me the whole idea of switching switching suits is is probably the least of it. I mean, it's right. uh, where, where where's the editor in chief? Oh wait a minute, he's busy drawing. That's yeah. right. He's not he's not supervising. So anyway, yeah, there's not much of a connection or a flow. I agree. No, this is just all this is just all a, you know. I mean, Marvel's in the business to make money. They're not mm-hmm. a charity. They're not a public utility. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, <laughs> Although I pay, I pay the monthly Marvel bill. <laughs> yeah. but, but you know, this this is just, this is a ripoff, and and of course, here's the thing: it's like Lemmings, we're all going to wind up buying all this stuff anyway. So we're not go, we're not we're, you know what kind of message are we sending? We we complain about these mega events mm-hmm. that make that draw on too long and make no sense, and then we all pony up uh, for the next one. So. Exactly, I agree. All right, is there anything else? Can we'll I make one more point. Go ahead. We'll, one more point. We'll move on. The uh, Spidey and New Avengers is a scroll. I think it just painfully. It's true. He has to be a scroll. I mean, seriously. I mean, you look at one more day and you look at New Avengers. Spidey's a scroll. So uh, I'm going to maintain that point until we find out who the scrolls are. Really? Anybody else think Spider-Man's a scroll in New Avengers? Well, he's, he apparently is in two places at once because he's at Aunt May's side the whole time in Amazing Spider-Man, and then he's off fighting ninjas and or ninjas and scrolls in Japan. So yeah. he's either that or it's Ben Riley. 
<laughs> oh, Lord, take a shot. All right, the next stop we're going to hit up is uh, Crawl Space 101. We had the honor of uh, being mentioned by Marvel.com as one of the best fan sites out there. And we're in the same group as like SpiderFan.org and ManWithoutFear.com. So I want to just publicly thank Marvel for giving us a shout-out. We've been getting a lot of traffic from Marvel.com. Uh, gang, what do you think about being a uh, one of the best fan sites out there? Jared, what do you think of it? Well, I think that uh, it'd probably be a good time to wind up production on those gadget guy figures. <laughs> uh, those, since, you, since you can't use the uh, Spider-Man name anywhere, yeah, uh, I, I think it's I think it's great. I think you should be proud of yourself uh, as long as you just don't uh, turn this into uh, to- another Toby Keith rendition. You know, uh, like <laughs> Spidey Doo did, but no, it's great, and it, it's really it's, it's really great that Marvel uh, is starting to recognize, or at least I hope this is them recognizing that fan efforts. Are not uh, you know that that you know sites like yours aren't these nuisances they have to put up with yeah. uh, from from aging fans who can't get a life or whatever but mm-hmm. they're actually you know, good marketing tools I mean they actually help you know uh, promote uh, and make the the whole universe the whole Marvel universe uh, a richer thing I yeah. think. Uh, Marvel's long looked at the, the internet and people who put the sites together as you know a bunch of well what well to use Bill Jemis's terms you know he, mm-hmm. you know the, he thought we were all sitting in our basement wanking off to Electra. So, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think I think I think it's uh, uh, well deserved and yeah. uh, you should be proud of yourself. Well, thank you, sir. Morb, I mean, Morbin Spider dude, what do you think? We've been officially recognized by Marvel. I think it's a long time coming. I think uh, the truth is you were officially recognized by Marvel. And <laughs> well, you guys are part of the site. I, could, I couldn't do this podcast without you guys, so we're all recognized. Yeah, I think they should look for a podcast directly from their page, don't you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was honored earlier this year, too, when we were mentioned in uh, the Spider-Girl uh, letter page. That was nice, too. So, yeah. Well, yeah. And I want to I want to come out and say I think – not to discredit what they, those guys at SpiderFan.org have done, because obviously they did the Spider-Man Encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this is a much better site. Uh, and I'm, I'm not just saying that just because I know you personally, Brad, but I, I think it's a better maintained site. I felt, I felt like the past few years, that uh, the past year or so, that SpiderFan.org has become so commercialized, and there's not a personal connection, in my opinion, that you have with, with the with the members of the message board and the way the sites ran. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's it just gotten so commercialized that it's just it's kind of disappointing to me. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Um, also, I, uh, under the Crawl Space 101, we have a little thing we have to talk a bit about is and Spider-Man lost the bet to Morbius about... Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, what, go over the, the rules of the bet again, Morbius. What were they? Well, the bet was very simple in that and Spider-Man kept saying that Spider-Man was going to kill the Kingpin in Back in Black, mm-hmm. and I continually pointed out that the caption boxes in the actual freaking comics said this all takes place before Daredevil, in which Kingpin appeared alive, so it wasn't going to happen, and mm-hmm. FN thought it would be a good idea to challenge me, and it was his rule <laughs> that whoever loses posts a picture of themselves on the message board wearing a dress. Right. And so we all got graced with the image we're all in therapy for of F and Spider-Man wearing a dress. And Brad whipped up yeah. that wonderful banner, which I, I appreciated the Morbius 1 F and Spidey 0 sign on it. Yeah, I, I, I think every month we should have a bet like that. <laughs> well, that's the thing, people. I think there's a uh, question on the message board questions about uh, when am I going to give him a 
chance at retribution, I uh, I never said I was going to give him a chance to get his <laughs> dignity back because I only bet on a sure thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, guys, did I, was, did I scare you guys for a week with that banner? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> it was but, less uh, friendly that week, let's say. Yeah, there you go. they got to wonder that, what you're looking at. <laughs> that would have been the Halloween banner. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, in honor of F and Spidey, I am drinking a silver bullet for him. So, uh, there you go. Uh, cheers, cheers to you, buddy. All right. Wow, that's really taking one for the team. Pro- props for F and Spider-Man for having his dignity shown to thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> My God! All right. Let's. Speaking of scary images, let's talk a bit about Halloween. Uh, you know, Spider-Man and Halloween go hand in hand. Uh, I, as long as I've been around, there's been Spider-Man Halloween costumes, and I'll have to admit, at least at least four or five years in a row, I dressed up as Spider-Man as a little kid. Now, Jr., did you dress up as the Goblin? Do you have any Halloween Spider-Man memories? Um, I dressed up as a goblin in my 40s. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, and uh, dressed as Spidey in my 30s. But uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm afraid so. Well, you know, you do strange things when you have kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you've already compromised whatever integrity and dignity you, you have when you, when you agree to have them. Right. Uh, and, then when you, and then when you appear in public with them. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, one year I forget several years ago, my daughter was probably five mm-hmm. or six, and she was going as Blossom, one of the Powerpuff Girls, and she wanted me to go as Spider Man, and I said, Aww. well, you know, of course, twist my arm, and I ordered one of those <laughs> costumes off of Amazon dot com, uh-huh. and I will tell you, it is not one size fits all. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. Do yeah. do not be fooled. You had to let and the spider it, gut out, huh? <laughs> uh, I, I I used to have the picture. Actually, I used to have the picture of my daughter and myself up on the website, and I said it was the Earth X Spidey. Oh. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was. I, I never. I never. I wore the mask afterwards. In fact, I once wore the mask uh, to pick into my daughter's dance class once, and mm. humiliated her to the point that she hasn't let me forget it all the low, these many years later. <laughs> Um, but uh, and then I did put a mask, um, a goblin mask, and some you know green and purple sweats on to go out with my son. But uh, lately I've just been going as the scariest possible creature of all myself. Uh, and uh, this year my actually this year my son is going to be black the uh, black suited Spider Man. So yeah. Um, but uh, yes, yes I have unfortunately. <laughs> How about you, Spider Dude? You ever dress up in the uh, Spider Man outfit for Halloween? Surprisingly enough, I have not. Really? I've never. I, I, my, my, that's my goal actually for next year. Uh, I've been in the process of working out and gaining weight, so I actually will look decent <laughs> in the Spire costume. Yeah. So it won't be, you know. See, but, uh, I, I envisioned you going up to, uh, uh, front doors with, uh, the Spider-Man suit with cowboy boots on. <laughs> I, I just you know, think, I, I, I just envisioned that. I don't know why, Mr. Texas, but, uh. <laughs> uh See, I figured that he had at least dressed up as Spider-Girl. No. <laughs> Ouch. Oh. Ouch. He means Ben Riley, right? Uh, oh. <laughs> Thank you very much. Man. You know, I can't oh. ever find a Ben Riley suit. Uh, now, I, d- I do have Gee, a, sweatsh- a, blue, a baby blue sweatshirt that I, I thought about getting the leotard and uh, getting, the, getting the tights. And, There's and, uh, probably and only five guys out in your city that would know who the hell you were if you dressed up in a sweatshirt <laughs> with a spider on it that's blue. <laughs> That's a pretty uh, liberal estimate, right yeah. there. <laughs> uh, okay, two. Yeah. Actually, my roommates would know because I got my ten, my my twelve inch. Well, uh, excuse me. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're 
Correct. We're certainly uh, pretty high on ourselves in our abilities, <laughs> aren't we? I'm not but a G-rated uh, podcast. Brought out my 12-inch Spider-Man. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> my 12-inch Scarlet Spider and my uh, my little 6-inch oh. action figures. Wow. So is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm hey, a I have a girlfriend. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, my goodness. This show has been the most laugh-out-loud we've had in a long time. <laughs> JR's dogs and Spidey Dude's 12-inch whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, um, Jr. Did you ever dress up? Well, we're, there's about a ten year age difference between us. I I remember in the seventies there were these Ben Cooper was the name of the company that produced these Spider Man costumes. It was like a trash bag that you put over yourself. And these uh, yeah, and if if anybody smoked smoked near it, you'd go up. Yeah, on no the, doubt. And then you had the Spider Man mask with these the tiniest air holes for your nose. And you couldn't breathe out of them. As a kid, I think I passed out three times trick-or-treating. <laughs> yeah, the air holes have not gotten better, really. <laughs> I know. More did you wear that, or there's age difference? Yeah, us, yeah. But did you have that kind of one? Well, not that, but uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I had a Spider-Man costume. It was actually a relatively nice little costume. It even had a little collar going up on your neck. Yeah. Uh, and I, it had a felt mask for it and the air holes around the nose were just tiny as hell and to line them up with your actual nostrils was almost impossible exactly i remember i was i was probably i don't know five years old maybe a little older and so all day i had to walk around with it under my clothes before <laughs> it was actual time for halloween and i was telling everybody i was peter parker yeah i had two costumes yeah. <laughs> and then for halloween actual trick-or-treating i had to strip <laughs> it off and now I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, we, JR, you and I, when we were kids, going as Spider-Man wasn't as cool as it is now. Like every little boy is going out in Spider-Man. Right. Like we had the electric, we had the electric company in the '60s cartoon. That's the only. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I never had a Ben Cooper Spider-Man, but I do, I do remember those Ben Cooper costumes because mm-hmm. I had Mr. Spock. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I think I was, and since I was, uh, since I, since I was very short for a long time, I think I was able to keep being Spock through high school. <laughs> but but uh, I do remember those things. Yeah, well, they were they were they were uh, they were uncomfortable and yeah, it was a trash yeah. bag. That's all it was with a yeah. mask. Anyway, all right, let's move on to the other topic, um, the Ditko documentary. That's this was produced on the uh, the BBC. It was just. Uh, Hasn't been released in the United States with the exception of uh, YouTube, and I just noticed that the links I created on the page for the YouTube documentary have been down. But uh, Jonathan Ross is a big Spider-Man fan in the UK, and he produced the documentary called In Search of Steve, D- Steve Ditko. And if, if you don't know who Steve Ditko is, shame on you for listening to Spider-Man podcast and not knowing who that is. He's the Spider-Man co-creator. He was the artist on the first 30... Eight issues, is that right? 38 issues. 38 issues. So, JR, I know you watched the documentary. What did you think of it? Well, I thought the documentary itself was was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it has kind of a great end where they where he actually goes to he he calls Ditko's office and uh and uh, wants to meet with him and then of course I guess Ditko says no and the guy hangs up and I, I can't repeat yeah. <laughs> what he said but uh but it's yeah he's basically Dit, Ditko told me to you know so that, that was pretty good. Yeah. It was a good documentary. Um not a whole lot of new information but uh, I hope it does put to rest. I mean people have been asking why Ditko left Spider-Man like it was, you know, like it's some great mystery and mm-hmm. and uh like you know and then of course they always trudge out the green goblin thing which they they devoted way too way more time to that even in this that broadcast than it merited, 
I mean, Ditko left because he he's weird. I mean, yeah, he he wanted to do his. I mean, he he just he obviously had a very very different um, philosophical and political bent than Stan, mm-hmm. and probably virtually everybody else. Um, it's unlikely he probably would have been able to work with anybody. I think most of the stuff he's done in the in lately has been. I mean, when he wrote Machine Man, he wrote and uh, when he wrote and drew that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think he's had a collaborator, has he? Uh, not, not that I can remember. I mean, I, the last Marvel book that I remember him on was Speedball, back in the late '80s, and I'm not sure if he wrote that book or if he wrote and drew it. But, uh, yeah. but uh, you well, know, actually, what? Oh, go ahead. If I, if I may interrupt, the last thing I see, I've seen Steve Ditko. Uh, do in, in Marvel the last last book it was actually in a Spider-Man book uh, it wasn't actually Spider-Man it was a backup story it was, it was the character of Chance I don't know if you guys remember him from the McFarland days mm-hmm. but David Michelin and and Steve Ditko did a one a little backup story in one of the annuals I want to say it was uh, the Vibranium Vendetta annuals uh, that ran through Web of Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man Spectacular mm-hmm. uh I want to say it was, but that was the last time I've seen the latest I've seen a Dicko uh, Dicko work for Marvel. Yeah, so he did actually have a collaborator. So. Yeah, he, he's pretty much know. retired. I, w- I would think at this age, he's in his eighties. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess well, the thing, Jr. That I, I, Morbius and Spidey, dude. I don't think you guys have seen the whole show, have you? No, I, have I haven't not. seen any of it. Okay. Well, J- I it before it got taken off of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, Jared, the, the point I guess I would want to make that I took away from that is is the debate is is Steve the creator or is he the co-creator? What and how much credit do you give the writer? How much credit do you give the guy who thinks of the visuals, of uh, the costume and the look? Well, you know, I, is it sixty forty? Is it fifty fifty? Yeah. Well. I, I I mean even though I, I mean I think Steve Ditko I mean I think it's honest to say that Spider-Man was created by Stanley and Steve Ditko I mm-hmm. think that's but the, you know just like the Hulk and the Fantastic Four would be Stanley and Jack Kirby right uh, and probably and you know it's it's Ditko you know and Kirby and Kirby in particular is the person who's really been hosed over the years mm-hmm. um, and you know because one now he's you know near the end of his life he started making a lot of absurd claims too which didn't help his case. But, um, you know, I mean, Ditko, Stan Lee's gotten a, a bad rap over the years because, yes, he did take too much credit uh, in, earlier. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason now, he seems like he's shifted gears on that, and he's tried to mend fences with Ditko, and Ditko will have absolutely nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And Ditko, Ditko seems to think that only the visual aspect of it matters. Right. You know, that's that's his personal opinion. But, you know, I, I still think Stan Lee, for the most part, created certainly created Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I mean the, the di- I mean Ditko may have plotted the stories, but but Stanley gave Spider-Man and Peter Parker their life essentially. Yeah. The their personalities, their dialogue. I mean, you know, uh you know, Stan created you know, he he essentially wrote the dialogue. I don't think anybody's ever claimed Ditko's written any dialogue. Mm. And you know, Spider-Man you could almost do as a radio show. Yeah, you know, and it would st- it would still be amusing mm-hmm. because of all the pun. Because I mean, re- he lends himself to radio almost because of all the introspection. He's always talking to himself. He is always thinking to himself. Uh, it's so, you know. I think legitimately, Dicko's a co-creator, but I think that uh, you know he's his. his I, I think that his opinion uh, is is out in left field. Yeah, uh, to be honest. And you know, another thing that you have to 
contribute to this confusion is Ditko won't defend himself or won't talk about anything. No. I mean, it, it's it's really open for debate because there's no definitive answer from him since the 60s about this issue. Well, he, he has uh, – he actually has, in fact, part of the uh, – he, uh, he did a um, – he kind of came back to the fore in the 90s mm-hmm. uh, because apparently Stan did say something that, that kind of brought him out of uh, uh, reclusion. Mm-hmm. And he basically, and that's when this whole deal came about of, well, who, who creates it? You know, the person who puts the words to the page or who puts the, you know, creates the visuals. Because yeah. he, he, he teamed up with somebody to write an Internet blog or a, yeah. a, a newsletter for years called The Comics. Right, and that's where he said, you know, and everybody says that, you know, the big debate was the Green Goblin that he wanted the Green Goblin to be a nobody. Well, Ditko said he wanted the Green Goblin to be somebody close to J. Jonah Jameson. Right. So, you know, he's, you know, and and apparently he was the one who said that Stan intended the Goblin to be an Egyptian spirit. Really? Because, <laughs> yes. Yeah, Stan's original co- concept of the Green Goblin was that it would be a spirit that was released from some Egyptian sarcophagus. Yeah. Uh, but Ditko obviously tended to favor the more gritty crime plots and thus you know, made the Goblin what he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some of this was reprinted around it, and I can't lay my hands on it, but there were, there were several movie magazines uh, during the, the time that the first Spider-Man film was made. Right. And it quotes Ditko on this, this, this stuff. Hmm. So Ditko has... He has spoken. I mean, he has, yeah. but the, the problem is when someone mentions the idea of, of Stan say, saying that he's the co-creator, then Ditko says something like, well, that's not a status that Stan has the right to confer. So there you are at square one again. Yeah. Um, so it's just, there's just no pleasing the man. Yeah. So. Morbin, Spidey Dude, take on this. What do you think? Well, as much as as much as you have to give Ditko credit for the look of the characters, mm-hmm. I mean Mysterio, Electro, Green the Green Goblin, you have to give Stan as much credit for giving these characters the voice. Yeah, and you know he gave Peter Parker a voice, mm-hmm. and that is something that's a key that I think is a key thing that he he put the words in the characters' mouths. Mm-hmm. He was the storyteller. As as much as Steve Ditko was, Steve Ditko had to provide the visuals, yeah. but the oral part of it was Stan Lee. So, yeah. I, I believe that he is legitimately the co-creator of the book. Yeah. What about you, Moore? What do you think? Co-creator, creator. Oh, I mean, I'm a I'm a writer, so uh, yeah. to, for me to say that the artist is the only creator when you clearly have a writing credit, you clearly have somebody putting the words in the mouth. You clearly have Stan Lee's personality in the stories is ridiculous. I mean, yeah. he's a co-creator, sure. It's like, you know, these even in modern days in Young Avengers, you have, it says co-created by Alan Heinberg and Jim Chung. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's there's two creators. That's just the way it is. One person does the dialogue, one person does the visuals, and usually it's a collaboration between the two on the plot. And to cut out the guy that did... The dialogue, and as J.R. and Spidey have both said, set the personalities, which is really what we're still rolling on these days, is the personalities. Mm-hmm. That's 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 ludicrous. J.R., you'll have to help me with my memory. Uh, did it, Spider-Man was... I'm a, the one that's older than you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man was a popular book, those first 38 issues, but didn't it start really skyrocketing when Romita took it over right. also? I mean, th- didn't it just go through the roof then? Right, Even right. So, it, uh, yeah. 
Right. Um, you know, and as far as I don't know all the reason, necessary reasons for that, but I mean, it, I think, you know, Romita, just Romita turned it into the soap opera. You're right. Um, with Mary with the, Jane with the good, and Stacey. Yeah, with the good-looking girls, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he kind of popularized it, whereas Ditko would have probably kind of made him more of a marginal character on the fringes. Yeah. Um, the... Um, so yeah, I mean yeah, it, it, it's I, and I read and I have to credit somebody else who wrote this. Um, I can't remember the gentleman's name. Uh, I've actually corresponded with him actually, but he wrote this article in a magazine several years ago. It was his opinion that um, no one but Steve Ditko could have helped Stan create Spider-Man, but that but that no one but John Romita Jr. could have taken Spider-Man to the heights of popularity with Stan that he did right. that he reached. Right. So. Um, so yeah, definitely became more popular under under uh, John Romita Sr. But uh, as far as I guess, I just want to add one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of what this ha- the reason so this stuff has so much um, you know I guess venom to it, no pun intended, <laughs> is that for for decades Lee acted at least the public face he put on was that he was the sole creator. Yeah. And if you read the first edition of of um, the making of Marvel Comics, uh, or the origin of Marvel Comics, mm-hmm. which, unfortunately, being so old, I actually do have a first copy. I got it for Christmas. Yeah. I mean, the way if you read it, it sounds like Stan came up with the Marvel Universe all by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, boof, he had these great ideas, you know. Um, and, um, you know, really, the, and the artists were along for the ride. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think there's just a lot of this is just, there's a lot of resentment over it, yeah. and uh, and probably rightly so. I agree. I need to read that book. I don't think it's in print anymore, but uh, I think they came out in the mid-70s, late 70s. Yep. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on to the next topic. Uh, Spider-Girl is hitting the 10-year mark. Who would have thought this book would have lasted 10 years? I mean, it's uh, fought cancellation, it seems like, every single year. Spidey Dude, since you're our resident Spider-Girl expert, what do you think of Sp- Spider-Girl blowing out 10 candles? Well, if you talked to Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends, they would have been laughing at you 10 years ago if they said that this one-shot story right. would have lasted for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And it's a true testament to the fan base, and uh, it really is. I mean, without them, this book would have been dead seven years ago, yeah. or even or nine years ago, really, nine and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to to be to be completely frank and completely blunt, this is a book that should have never made it past that first issue, yeah. and it's it's the little book they could, and it's a true testament to the fan base and Marvel's commitment. To making those fan base, that fan base happy, and the commitment to realizing that this is the most vocal fan base in all of comics. Yeah, I don't, I don't care who you are, <laughs> and uh, it is a true testament to them and and to the and, to the, and the creators. I mean, you got to give the creators a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Falco has crafted a masterful universe and has done such a splendid job on, on creating this. This universe and, and and making it grow and and you got to get uh, give Pat uh, the previous artist a lot of credit too. Right. Uh, he did a, he did a lot of great work on there and yeah they just have a Titanic team with Titanic Tom and and Ravishing Ron and and uh, <laughs> our pal Sal. Yeah. Do you think so, this book can last another ten years? I mean, you every month I look at the numbers for Amazing Spider Girl and they just keep declining. We're in the eighteen thousand now and I, I worry about it every single month. I mean, when it debuted. When it relaunched, it was in the uh, 50s or 50,000 or 60,000. I'm not sure, but it, it's still declining. I mean, how do we get more readers on this book? I mean, is it a matter of the uh, comic 
people, the comic uh, shops not ordering enough and not putting it out? Because we've had Carnage in it. You know, people have been uh, yelling for Carnage to come back. Oh, yeah, well, and, and that's the thing is, you, yeah. you, you know, the great thing about this book is that they brought they brought back the Hobgoblin mm-hmm. to the forefront and actually made him a legitimate villain. Right. The Carnage has not been more interesting, in my opinion. I think this was the best arc that the, the series has had in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it just the fact is, is one they they don't advertise enough. No. You see all these advertisements for Young Avengers or for you know the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And and all these other titles, Thor and all them, they're already established characters. This this character is, hasn't established is established, but it's not getting to the, into the hands of the fans. It's yeah. not getting in the hands of the people that that want to read it. It's like they'll, the problem with comic shops is they're trying to make money and they're not going to order a half dozen extra copies when they realize it's not going to. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna sell those extra copies. I guess the other so, problem lies in that she can't be in other books. You know, she's off in her own little universe. But yeah, which is which is a which is a uh, double-edged sword. Yeah. I mean, yes, it, she's able to grow very naturally at a very a very good pace, but she can't guest star in Peter's title. Right. You know? And and even then, I mean, you look at the you look at how many Sp- uh, Spider Woman mm-hmm. uh, titles have there been? There's like four, I three mean, or four, or something like that. Yeah, four different t- t- titles, and so it, it just—it's it, hard to have. A, one of the one of the problems is she's a female. Mm-hmm. The female lead is always hard to have an established fan base when your most of your fan base is male. Right. But the the digests are still selling. They're selling. They're getting in the hands of the kids through book fairs and stuff like that. And as long as the digests are selling, as long as because we don't see those sales numbers, we don't see the sales numbers for the for the trade and the, mm-hmm. the digest, and we don't see the sales numbers. For the direct market, and if you put it out next to Archie, and we've said this before, I don't know how many times. I mean, yeah. me, Jr., and you have talked about this. If you put it next to Archie, it's, they're going to sell. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of they have to figure out a way to get it into the and the fans. And it, it, yeah, it does bother me. I, I did look at the sales from the last month, uh, but it was, but it also, I think we're going to get a little bit of a bump with the, with the Carnage arc uh, as yeah. as people are finding out. But it, it, I think. In my opinion, Carnage has never been more interesting. Yeah, in my opinion, it, it act, the arc so, actually made a difference in her life too. It's a storyline that's going to be played out for a few years. Uh, oh, oh yeah, but, and 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 the, and the ending yeah. of, the, of the third the third part was just right. completely and utterly shocking. Yeah. It was the first time in a very long time you've actually had a shock ending. Okay, here comes a so, spoiler in case people haven't read it. Uh, her her brother, her baby Ben, lost his hearing because the suit got on him and and uh, blew an eardrum well, or something. So that well, that's the spoiler for that. Well, the suit, it wasn't the suit itself, it was her using the Sonics. Oh, right, to, yes, uh, yes, the Sonics. Suit off. Yeah. JR, yeah. what do you think of the little book that could? It's been going on for ten years. Well, I tell you, um, I, um, I I remember that original story because I remember buying it off the shelves, uh, and uh, it was the last copy of What If 105, and I've never seen another one. Yeah. It, it's, it'd be a hard one to find, but I thought that original story was really good. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just... Oh, this is cute for a Spider Girl story. Ha ha, nice idea. No, it was a really good story. I mean, it was just, you know, her coming to grips with finding, you know, something out about her father that she had never known that had been hidden from her all these years. Uh, in addition to dealing with uh, the regular biological changes a teenager goes through, now she's got this, this additional change she's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, the, 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 the Osborne thing 
carried on as well. But right. it, and it just it did seem to be kind of a little darker edge than the series eventually became. And I think right. I don't think the the series as a whole has quite lived up to the potential shown by that first story. But that's that's really kind of a minor quibble because the series has been very good, and I think it's been one of the most consistent titles I've ever read. Yeah. I mean, as I've kind of said on my side, I don't think it has hit some of those you know real emotional epiphanies or highs that like the regular series has. But then we haven't had, you know, we haven't had a, a, a Spider Girl Black and Black or yeah. Gathering of Five either. Yeah. <laughs> so she's avoided. I think one of the problems is she has not made an appearance in any other media. Yeah. She's not been a cartoon. Mm-hmm. She's not been a movie. I mean, everybody knows. You know, she hasn't showed up on underwear. I mean, right. or, or or you know, or T-shirts or anything. I think they need to do the same promotional push they do with Supergirl. I mean, you can yeah. you can buy a Supergirl T-shirt at the store. You can't really buy a Super Spider Girl. Supergirl. No, I mean it seems like such an it's such a natural promotion mm-hmm. thing too. Because I remember years ago when my daughter was little, we were watching the Spider-Man cartoon, and she just she turned and asked, "Is there a Spider Girl?" Mm-hmm. And I was able to say, "Well, yes, yes, there is." Yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, yeah it, it seems like there, there's. They did have a Spider Girl doll once, mm-hmm. or <coughs> action figure, um, <laughs> when when the uh, Marvel. Um, oh God, I forget what those were. They were they were a fairly popular series of uh, figures. Were, uh, they the little they they were like about three inches tall, and they were made for little kids. With the no no no, these were oh. the ones that opened. They they were actually <laughs> kind of open, oh, like they opened up like books. They were in. The, oh yeah, I remember that. Opened up something. famous covers. I think that's what. Yes, yeah, there we go. Famous covers. Yeah. 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 So, and the funny thing about that is, is that. They also had an Aunt May figure. Yeah. <laughs> How much action are you going to get out of an 85-year-old woman? Yeah. But Yeah, I, I actually have that, that, that little ask, uh, that action figure. Ask Jarvis. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 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 I'm surprised they haven't tried, someone hasn't tried to make a Spider-Girl cartoon or something. It seems like it would be a natural thing. I, I, I agree. Um, so. what, what's, what's your thoughts on increasing the sales for this thing? I mean, the sales are going down every month, and it's a, it's a shame in my opinion. Well, you know, it's like it's it's the same fan base that's supporting her. You've got to increase the fan base. Yeah. The only people who know that she exists are the same people who've known she's existed since well, number one hundred five. Yeah. I mean, and without that broader base, and and we've we've kind of talked about this, you know, before. But without that broader base, I mean, people have people can't just go to a, can't they can't just they're not going to find her if all she's the only place she exists is a comic shop. Exactly. Because people don't go there. It's yeah. only weirdos like us that go there. <laughs> You know, and it, and uh, but I, you know, we've touched on that, Here, and, and I've let, said a whole lot. Let's so. let's try to convert a fan who doesn't read the book. More, what what what's your thoughts on the book? I mean, I don't think you're a reader of I, it. I do not care. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get you to like the book? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> How come? <laughs> what what keeps you away from the book? It's just it's not something that appeals to me. It's just you know a little comic off in its own world in the 90s Spider-Man, and it's, you know, a little, it's a girl knockoff of a superhero like you've had with Batgirl and Batwoman and Spider-Woman and Supergirl and Superwoman and, Mm -hmm. you know, Man-Batwoman or whoever the hell is out there. Yeah. It's, there's nothing to it that appeals to me. It's not the uh, Peter Parker that I like to read about. I've seen the teenage hero coming to terms with her powers way too many times already. Um, I even I gave a shot to the preview pages I saw of the Carnage arc, and I could not be less entranced <laughs> by baby Carnage and Fat Kid Carnage. <laughs> Fat Kid Carnage. 
Um, I, I think the one thing that attracts me to the book is I want to see where the Peter Parker character is uh, pretty far in the future. I think that's one of the big draws for me. What happens to Mary Jane and well, Peter Parker? I mean, Mary Jane and Spider-Man. That's another reason I think a lot of people like me don't read it is it doesn't matter. It's absolute non-continuity, uh, totally removed from everything else. There's no importance to it whatsoever as, you know, there are only so many titles you can buy in a month. Yeah. We've all got, you know, our monetary constraints except for you, Brad. <laughs> Whatever. Um, which we've seen your comic list, okay? Don't try to hide it. Well, give him um, another few years of marriage. And, uh... <laughs> and, you know, there's there are only so many titles I can buy in a month, yeah. and there are a lot of really good titles I enjoy that actually matter. Mm-hmm. And that one is never going to matter. If you want to see the future of Peter Parker, Spider-Man Rain matters as much as Amazing Spider-Girl oh, does. Don't bring that to say up. neither of them matters at all. Yeah, man, you had to bring that piece of crap up. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than Back in Black. No, I disagree. Yeah. I disagree. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. Oh, man. JR, what, what uh, do you think? <laughs> well, you know, I, <laughs> I just got done writing a review on it. Uh, Actually, the last part of Spider-Man Reign modestly salvages oh, part man. of it, but but not because of Spider-Man, but because of the characterization of Sandman and his daughter man. Uh, in Spider-Man Reign. Tell you but uh, I, it's kind of it's kind of hard to pick up what's a bigger piece of crap though, yeah. with Back in Black or or that one. I've had had better written pieces of toilet paper than Spider-Man Reign. Anyway, on that <laughs> on that note, well, certainly better drawn. Yeah. <laughs> On that well, on toilet paper though, you don't get to see Peter Parker's kibbles and bits. <laughs> oh God! Oh. Damn! <laughs> oh my God! All right, on that note, let's go to the message board questions. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Uh, Wombat. By the time part one and two have come out, do you think Joey Q's art is still sucky? And who would you like to draw the arc instead? Sucky artwork, guys. Um. Well, we all already said that he can't draw Peter Parker's face to save his life, and I yeah. believe I mentioned that J.R. Jr. or Mike Diodato Jr. would have been a better choice to cap off the run. So, Jared, did yeah, we? Jared, did we hear your thoughts on the artwork of Joey Q? What do you What do you think? No, but I, but but I didn't have I didn't have anything different to add yeah. than the other guys did. I, I don't like it at all. Yeah, certainly not worth the wait if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, yeah, we've got an idea. The other question is for Jr. Is what does Jr. stand for? Uh, I answer that on the message board. I, uh, unlike others, I don't want to talk about me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, hey! <laughs> One time, <laughs> one time, and I get grabbed by it. It, it stands for John Richard. Okay, I'm named after my my father and his brother. So that's that's okay. the end of that story. And he, Wombat also asks, who do you think is the secret artist also working with Slot on Amazing? His bet is Bagley. And it's only because he's staying on one arc on a Mighty Avengers, and because his Spidey is the best, and he's my favorite artist. You think Bagley Bagley's the, uh, or is it Bagley? I forget. Bag. You th- Bagley. Think Bagley is the uh, secret artist. Well, at this point, Bagley could be. You know, they said he was only going to be doing one issue or one arc of Mighty Avengers, but he could become the ongoing artist because they just recently announced that Frank Cho is only going to do the first arc. Yeah. He was supposed to be ongoing, so there's been no announcement about the new Mighty Avengers artist, so what a, that's up in the air. What a disappointing launch for Mighty Avengers, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, it, it, it um, hasn't come out regularly. Uh, I think there's like three or four issues, and there's been seven months past. 
So I stopped reading it. Yeah. I'm going to pick it back up with the Bagley arc because it's actually going to come out, but yeah. I stopped reading it. Yeah. Spidey dude, any, uh, but any... my question is, oh, uh, where did this secret artist working with Slot on Amazing come from? We already know two artists working with Slot on Amazing. Well, I've never heard this. Well, we've got thing. we've got the first three lined out, and then there's a blank spot, and then there's John Romita Jr. So there's someone in between there that hasn't been announced yet. Oh, heck, they may not even decided yet. They've got, you know, they're going to have a million rotations of artists. Yeah. We could be guessing on artists from Amazing Spider-Man till Doomsday as long as it stays three times a month. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Spidey, do any uh, take on that? Uh, well, I just, you know, I mean, as nice as it is to see, you know, Ultron with big tits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wonder if anyone's going to get that. Wow. Uh, You've been waiting well, to say that line all day, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, then, have yeah, you noticed yeah. that on the uh, cover for Mighty Avengers number, I think it's eight, the second part of the Carnage arc, it's the Wasp gigantic as Carnage. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like Bendis is trying to give all the classic villains Wasp's tits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. That is all the right. point of Mighty Avengers. Uh, well, on that note, if we haven't scared off the female viewers, Drumma <laughs> has a question. <laughs> She's, she says, uh, do you like cheese? I like cheese. I enjoy cheese. What kind of cheese do you like, JR? <laughs> well, I like to cut the cheese. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> next question. Uh, and I guess we'll end it there on that sour note for part one. Thanks to Drama for that off-the-wall cheese question. And the rest of the questions and answers from the message board took about another 45 minutes to get through. I'll post that episode up in a few days. I want to thank MailOrderComics.com for sponsoring the show. Again, they offer discounts from 38 to 75% off new comics. They want to be your monthly supplier, so be sure to check out MailOrderComics.com. Have a great Halloween, everybody. I'm Brad Douglas for the SpiderManCrawlspace.com. <laughs>